Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. You're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. This week in fictional news, Netflix dropped the third season of Love, Death, and Robots, and it is awesome. Did you already watch a couple episodes? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I did um, today, and I didn't know that it was released so soon. I was just like, oh, I haven't watched this show in like a year or two. And so I watched a couple episodes, and then tonight when I was cruising around online, I realized that it was released two days ago. I was like, what? Oh, wow. Good timing. It is a really cool show. It's kind of like, um, it's very Black Mirror. Have you watched some Black Mirror? Yeah, it is kind of like Black Mirror, but it's like the it's like the robot chicken of Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. And then um Black Mirror got way worse the second and third season. Like, I don't know, it was the first season it was really cool and there were still some really cool episodes in the later seasons, but it just kind of I don't know. They just kind of lost I felt like their spirit a little bit whereas Love Death and Robots, I'm only like 3 episodes in, but it is nothing but exactly what I want. Yeah, I feel like the ideas in Love, Death, and Robots, I've only seen like, I think like six or seven episodes of it or something, but they're just like really far out. Mm-hmm. I, I like Black Mirror uh, a lot, but yeah, it, something about it, it's just, it's not bad by any means. Like it's not a like a low quality show, but something about it, it's just like, it just kind of bums me out. Yeah. Like it's just like a really heavy show. It's a one show per night show. Yeah. <laughs> There's just some episodes where I'm like, okay, I guess. All right. Oh my God. Like this is a lot to take in. Um, but I mean, it's... that's not, it's not every episode of that show either. There's some, there's some like kind of funny ones and some, you know what I mean? Some like kind of yeah. lighter episodes, but, yeah. uh, but Lo- love death and robots is just uh, one of my favorite episodes is the one where they find that giant, on the beach oh, on the beach yeah he yeah. washes up that's uh narrated by i think stephen pacey the guy that does the um like the joe abercrombie books oh really yeah if you go back and watch that episode you might recognize uh his voice i've uh, never uh listened to joe abercrombie oh, okay, on yeah. audio I, uh wow the the narrator for those for the first law and um those other ones i think he probably did the new ones too but yeah his name is stephen pacey and i recognized his voice like immediately great? oh it's amazing it's like the he's like in my opinion the best audiobook narrator but uh, i wonder uh, how nine figures sounds uh sounds like stephen pacey <laughs> <laughs> kind of gravelly like yeah like a like a more serious um uh witcher Geralt? Uh, no he sounds like a less serious girl oh, okay less serious uh, well i guess logan's a little bit more lighthearted lighthearted than Geralt. And it also depends on what Cucaralt we're comparing him to. Yeah, it must be really difficult and also kind of exciting to work on a show like that, where every single episode is com- is just completely different. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with Black Mirror, obviously, too. Uh, those those episodes are a lot longer, right? Mm-hmm. Like an hour. And then Love, Death, yeah. and Robots is like 15 or 20 minutes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, there's some that are like six minutes long. There's tiny little jaunts. I almost think that it's as if they collected all of the like masters like that like um whatever college students have to do in order to prove their mastery of something like their last final you know uh the ones in like animation or computer graphic generation or something they like collected those like just the best of them you know yeah i wonder if they have like a like a main team i don't know how tv works (laughs) like (laughs) it's just like this whole it's this whole other aspect of nerdery that i that i never went down that black hole like they're definitely done by different artists like the the art in it 
spans such a wide uh, span. You know, it's got like computer generated stuff. And then you've got some like today I saw like a cell shaded one, which was really cool. You ever watch Bob's Burgers? No, but I've heard <laughs> that I should because I really like Archer and he's the guy that that does Bob, right? I, I have like mixed feelings. I, like I put it on sometimes. I don't know. It's <laughs> like it's kind of funny, <laughs> but it's like pretty stupid in my opinion. What about but... Love, Death, and Robots? <laughs> Made you? Well, I know. Uh, so like there was a uh, there was like a fan episode. I'm pretty sure it was Bob's Burgers, but they had like like a hundred different like studios and artists and independent people that came in and and each did like just a a scene. And huh. they mashed it all into one episode. So every time the scene changes, the art style changes. It was really cool. Oh, that um, is cool. Yeah, and I think like a few. I think they did that with. Uh, there's like a a fan made um, version of Shrek, like the full movie, and it's just a ton of independent artists that came together and and each did a scene. And so one scene is like stop motion, and another scene is like this really trippy animation, and another one is like two guys in their basement or something <laughs> yeah. you know and it's it's like it's it's the whole movie it's really cool wow. we should link it up actually in the description we should. where can i find it it's on youtube i think it's okay. just like it's like a shrek recreation you can definitely find it um okay well like that movie is such a uh, such a pop culture pillar and uh, it makes sense that so many people would be on board for it but uh what, what have you been doing this week so um, this is kind of like a perfect segue into this other show that I just picked up, I think like two days ago or something. I watched like the whole season. There was like seven or eight episodes. And it was another show trying to be like Love, Death and Robots and Black Mirror. Like it was kind of like right in between, except this one focused a little bit more on just showing you like horrific, <laughs> horrific imagery. <laughs> like What was it called? Okay, so it doesn't have a name. It's just done what? by... Yeah, I went and looked. I was like, what is it? It's just done by Oats Studios. And so it's called Oats Studios. That's where, it. where did you watch that? It's on Netflix. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just called Oats Studios. It's ridiculous. But each episode is different. And you, I didn't know that going into it. I was like, oh, this looks like a sweet like sci-fi show. And then after the first episode, episode ended it went on to something totally different and the first one ended like not well resolved at all so i was like oh so excited to see what was going to happen in the next episode then i realized each one is its own little story <laughs> like what are you gonna do about uh did you did you hear about all the um i don't know the shenanigans i guess is the right word with with netflix like are you gonna cancel your subscription but uh, i don't know what's the shenanigans i think they're they're gonna start introducing ads and i think they're gonna they're going to up the price to like $20 a month or something. What? Um, well, my and, roommate uh, pays for it. No, that's the thing is they're going to they're gonna crack down on um, people sharing accounts and stuff. What? What about like no, a family? I don't know. If you go on, if you go on like Robinhood or, or whatever and check Netflix's stock, it's just plummeted. Plummeting. Because everybody's wow. super upset. And it's like rightfully so because it was like eight or nine dollars a month. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cheap. Know. I don't know. It's like the Costco like, pizza like never goes up in price. Ooh, ooh, I finished the Poppy War. Ooh. And whoa. Talk about your gore. Yeah. Yeah. She's Louise. Yeah, it gets it's it's really, really bad. Like I was on yeah. the I was on the bus reading that and I was just I feel like somebody if they'd watched me, like my face, just the most horrified look on my I just I, I was so like physically uncomfortable reading that. And for all our fans and listeners that um, haven't read the poppy war i'm not gonna go into spoilers but there's just like there's this whole sequence at the end of that book and it's just death i don't think it shouldn't have been in there <laughs> obviously it's it it's important that it was in there 
but man, uh, RF Kuang just did not hold any punches back. I mean, it was just no really, punches really were hard held back. to read. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like the the books get there's they stay pretty brutal like that, but they don't. It doesn't continue like that exact trajectory, which is really mm. nice because that is nice. What I was worried about was it was just going to keep getting. Wor- not worse, but you know what I mean. Just more intense. Kind of get as- mired in hopelessness. Yeah, there's a you can't l- read I mean, that for too many books. Man, by the end of that trilogy, like Rin has been through just so much, just more than I mean most characters that you read. Like uh, Kuang, like really puts that character through her paces. It's mm-hmm. it's like difficult. Yeah, she's uh, only through book one for me, and man, she's already gone through the rigors. I have to, uh, hats off to the amount of time that she spent in the Academy. It was, like, perfect. Because people kept telling me, like, the way you're talking about it, I can tell you're not to a certain part. So I kept thinking that, like, the city was just, I'm not going to say what does happen, but I kept thinking that the city was just going to get taken over and just, like, boom, one day. And, like, you know, it's not entirely untrue, but it's not entirely true either. And so it was just a... I kept thinking like, but she hasn't learned what she needs to learn. Like, don't have it happen yet. Not yet. Not yet. And it happened. Perfect time. I was like, okay, I'm about done with the Academy and warfare. It's such a good mixture of like uh, militaristic um, fantasy mixed with that kind of like academia in the beginning. And it kind of evolves from all mm-hmm. of that. And then, I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of like drugs in fantasy. That's <laughs> yeah. it's really cool, and I think it should be implemented way more. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's like the amount of the uh, that it is in like Star Wars, where he's like, "Want to buy some death sticks?" Like, you don't want to sell me death sticks, and that's <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it makes a lot of sense that these kind of like mind altering substances would have a physical kind of like manifestation to them like you could make that leap it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um, so i mean like seeing it implemented i mean that, that's um it's not really like doesn't really necessarily give you magic powers but like in empire of the vampire they're like smoking vampire blood Whoa. which is just like the coolest sentence i've ever said <laughs> like <laughs> just it's just like a nice touch you know, and in the poppy war um i don't want to spoil anything but obviously like rin's relationship to that drug Yes, and, and ha- not only how it affects her uh, magically, I guess, for lack of a better word, but personally, there's a really good kind of like through line through those books with all of that. Mm. Um, so she's already going through so much, um, and then having her kind of like periodically taking that drug, um, it just does a lot for the story. I'm really excited for you to finish those books. They're really really cool. Yeah, I need to go get the second and third one. I don't have them, so I'm like sad. I only have the first plan two. Well. <laughs> you only own the first two? Well, because the third one was only in hardback when I read the trilogy, uh, so I had to buy it on Kindle. And I don't <laughs> I I can't bring myself to spend another like eighteen dollars to get the third one after I've already finished it. I'm going to. Yeah, obviously. that makes sense. Uh also finished uh The Girl in the Tower, which was awesome. Yeah, it was. And then started the next one, Winter of the Witch. Cool. Uh, which I'm not very far into, but is already turning out to be great. I just love the way that Catherine Arden builds a story and doesn't doesn't stay true with what you think is going to happen, but yet kind of does. Like it's just it's just very nice. She, she's a great storyteller. Just moving along at a really good pace. Yeah. Yeah. And it's deceptive too because like the first book I and I go into this on the episode we recorded for the Girl in the Tower episode, which will be released in the next few days. I thought it was going to be a lot slower 
than it was. It was kind of slow at first, and then it's just once it picks up steam, it's just you almost can't even keep up with what's going. Yeah. So so much. Uh, what have you been up to this week? What have I been up to this week? Oh my god, it just went by in a blur. Um, what am I reading? I'm reading Legendborn by Tracy Dion. It's really cool. It's really different. Than... That's a young adult, right? Yeah, it's kind of like like this modern day Arthurian legend hmm. kind of thing. There's a ton of world building for a, ah. like a 500 page book, but I didn't even know that it was. There's a second book coming out. Um, in like September, October or something. And apparently people have been waiting like a couple of years, for, like really anticipating it. And I started it with like a couple like, months. So, yeah, and I was really <laughs> excited about it because I'm definitely going to pick it up. I, I like it a lot. The main character is really awesome. Um, there's some supporting characters that I like a lot. Cool magic system. And I don't know, I can, I can really relate to the main character because um, uh, this isn't spoiling much, but um, like she has a parent die and it's I think I'm just like a sucker for and this is this is a trope that's used in pretty much like every fantasy book there ever is, but like a character that has a parent pass away. Oh, yeah. um, I'm already, I'm just like kinda locked in from like it's like you got me. I'm I'm Dude, here for this. No now. fantasy you character know? can make it through a story with both of his parents. <laughs> but if it's if the if the story like starts with someone losing a parent, I'm just like, All right, well now I have to read this this entire book because I can relate so hard to that. Oh um, right. I didn't really even think about your your personal side there. Um, I feel like this. <laughs> I feel like that Thanks, happens. Chad. Yeah. God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, I'm I'm really into it, and I'm also reading. Uh, I'm still reading the Dispossessed, and it's really great, but it's super dense. <laughs> like it's it's um man, Ursula Le Guin was just a machine. Apparently, she had like. Um, like this little like closet that she would write in. I don't think it had like windows or anything. Mm, and Harry Potter closet, kind of. And she would just go in there and just write for like nine hours straight. You know, it's just wow. Felt like like anarchism and socialism and collectivism <laughs> and different federations of planets and stuff. And it's just uh, it's it's part of the, what's called the Hainish cycle. Um, there's a lot of books in it. I think there's like six or seven or something. Wow. Um, and all the, it's kind of like the Cosmere, like Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere. Mm-hmm. Um, how, like so, the planets are all like loosely connected to each other and like mentioned in other books, but they're not really like like so. Earth, like Terra, is one of the planets. Um, and in this book, they're talking about um, like the theory of relativity that they that they were able to find from Terran scholars from like hundreds of years ago. So it's like they never go to Earth or anything, but they kind of talk about it. It's like um, mentioned. Yeah, it's really, really excellent. Uh, I think it's just gonna it's gonna take me a little longer to get through than I thought it was. Just I just want to like really absorb it. And, is there uh, any magic, or is it just a sci? No, it's just straight like uh, sci-fi. I don't that's okay. What is magic? Is it. like technology we don't understand. You know. Right. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's very that's like very... lightsaber is like pretty pretty much a wand, like a shitty wand. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to keep reading more of Solo Le Guin because I've only read, uh, I read The Left Hand of Darkness like ugh, like a decade ago and I probably just, I don't think I even understood it. Um, I just like read on the list on the internet that you had to read it. And He's just, like, like bit off more than I could chew yeah, with that one. Yeah, <laughs> I think I just like, I was like 20 years old and just like, all right, whatever that was. Um, but I know that, uh, I think I might reread that one. And then like, there's like The Lathe of Heaven and Rakanan's World and just, she wrote so much. It's ridiculous how much that woman wrote and 
all of it apparently is amazing. So yeah, I'm kind of going to, I feel like I'm going to go through a little bit of a Ursula Le Guin phase. Uh, and then I'm also reading the Catherine Arden stuff. So yeah, I'm only reading three books right now, which is, uh, I was going to read oh, a fourth one. Only I three. Still, I still need to read a Stephen King book this month. And oh, I'm yeah, kind of running out of time. <laughs> but dude, this happened last month when I reminded you and you crushed one in like two days. It was a novella though. Like I, yeah, I'm thinking okay. about, I might read Elevation because it's like 130 pages or something. And oh, but I can't, I can't keep doing that. I can't. I gotta. I don't know. Cause you said just, yourself the other day on the last Forge that uh, you're like, I feel like I've gone through all the good ones. So now you're just like picking up the dross. You know. I know. I've got like, I'm like looking at my shelf and it's like I've got like Gerald's game and like De- Dolores Claiborne. And, Never even heard of that before. Gerald's game. <laughs> like, no one wants to play that game. Well, and then um. I guess like Hearts in Atlantis is pretty good. I might read that. I don't know yet. I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I need. I need to do a lot of reading. I, and I, you know what? Today, uh, I was supposed to be reading all day today, mm-hmm. but instead, I got a cheeseburger and then went to Powell's for like three hours. I mean, and like the whole time. And Powell's that's still pretty on brand people, though. Yeah, I mean, Powell's for people that are listening is a big giant bookstore here in Portland, and I just kind of like put in some headphones and just like wandered around there. <laughs> uh, but I did get some cool stuff. I got um I got that book uh, Battle Royale, um, which is which they is they made like, the movie out of, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, I think it's like the 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 ten times more gruesome version of the Hunger Ooh. Games, and oh, it, you know that's what I mean? Exactly what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited to read that. I'm probably. Uh, gonna bump that pretty high up <laughs> my TVR, uh, and then I also got um I got this book called uh, Seed by Anya Alborn. Do you know who hmm. Al- Anya Alborn is? No, I don't. She's a horror writer, and um she seems to be like really really popular uh, in the like horror community. A N I A. Uh, yeah, Anya Alborn. Um, it's a story. Uh, it's a what am I saying? So proud of myself! I just nailed her first and last name first try. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Hang on. Let me let me find the. Um... Jack Winter has spent his entire life running from something no one else can see. His childhood is his darkest secret. But after a near near fatal accident along a deserted road, the darkness he was sure he'd escaped rears its ugly head and smiles. I'm I'm hoping this is kind of a a creature feature. Um, mm. I don't know if it's going to I be. Love creature but features. I like. Uh, I, I was really turned on by the idea of someone kind of like being chased. Um, so that, I'm always into that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I picked that up, and then I also picked up um, this really beautiful copy of Different Seasons by Stephen King. Maybe I'll read that one. Uh, mm. That one's that's like uh, it's four. I guess they're you could kind of call them uh, novellas, but uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption is in. Um, different seasons and that's obviously what the Shawshank Redemption movie was based on and then um uh, the body which is what the movie Stand by Me is based on and then uh and his other novella called Apt Pupil which is supposed to be really good so I found that and it's like it's a gorgeous copy it's like I got it for like 15 bucks and it's just immaculate it's I don't think it's a first edition or anything but it's like one of the like best condition uh, old Stephen King books I've found Wow. So yeah, Pals was uh, Pals you, was cool. Should have read. Have you today, not read but... the um, one that you did pick up? Oh, different seasons. No, I've never yeah. read it. So oh, maybe okay. I should well, read that one. Yeah, that sounds like perfect. You bought it today. Four hundred fifty pages. Oh, oh that's huge. I know. Like I, I should have just read today. I could have knocked out the rest of the the dispossessed probably. 
Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I end but... every day being like, these are all the things I could have gotten day. But, you know, that's right. not, you don't want to yeah. count the red lights, count the green, you know. No count green. what you did do, not what you did. One green light in the towels <laughs> today. Burger. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, and um, if you're interested in the video game stuff <laughs> that I've got going on, uh, I am. I'm still playing Breath <laughs> of the Wild, uh, which is obviously like taking the fortieth time. Oh my god! I need to just stop. But uh, it's that that game is just it like centers me. See, it's, you it's, might be jealous of my ability to just focus in and watch a show, but like I cannot, especially in a game that I've played before. Like just sit down, and just like revel in it, like you oh, do. Oh man, I, like, I've I've beat Dark Souls three like seven times. Wow! Like yeah, that, just, that would never happen. <laughs> Like, I also bought the. I don't know. I need to just stop spending money. <laughs> so like, I bought the um the Ezio collection, like the the Assassin's Creed like uh, Ezio oh. collection for Switch. It was on sale. Um, and it's Assassin's Creed two and like Brotherhood and Revelations or something. Um, You'll it, need it, Black Flag. It's weird because I kind of hate Assassin's Creed games. I don't know yeah, why I bought it. Great. They're not that great. The I newer just, ones like, are really good. Yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I Odyssey. Was, yeah, Odyssey was great really game. good. Um, I still haven't played Origins. Uh, uh, is that the one that came after? Uh, no, Origins is the uh, the one set in ancient Egypt. Oh, I haven't played that one either. Maybe I should give that I a shot. I picked it up again just because like, you can only run and jump off high things <laughs> into hay barrels so many times yeah. before, and like look dope while fighting so much before you're like okay i'm bored with this i mean odyssey then, is uh, odyssey is like the game if you're gonna oh, play an assassin's creed game like that's obviously it was the best so one. good it was like an rpg game it was like someone from like the witcher team hopped on board it was like all right let's make these games actually playable beyond five hours no like seriously the assassin's creed odyssey feels like the witcher 3 but in totally. greece like and with like a boat yeah with boats yeah with really but i mean cool it was not mechanics. nearly as cool boating as black flag man that was so much fun man i have black flag on my switch too and like i don't i just eh, it's like whatever there's so oh. much talking in those games like one thing okay so this is kind of funny but like uh I, as you as you know uh you chad and and you listening um <laughs> i i seem to kind of enjoy reading uh, yeah, I do. I, I do like reading. I fucking hate vi- reading in video games. Oh, me too. <laughs> like, I hate reading in a video game. I'll read like, all the books on my shelf. Yeah, I will never read the book oh on my a video God. game shelf. <laughs> like it's so annoying to me. Like, and obviously I'm reading the whole time because I usually have subtitles on um, when mm-hmm. I'm playing a game. And, and like, like, screw you, Morrowind, for putting some of those oh books God. giving you skills. So that way I'm required to pick up and look at each book just to make sure that I'm not missing out on a skill point or something like, ah, okay. So for all our fans that are listening, I'm going to England, um, for like a week in like next, oh my God, like next week. Holy shit. Dang. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to England for like a week, uh, and Chad and I are still going to try to get some work done. Um, but the episodes might be a little bit sparse, but, um, the show must go on. Even but I, if you can't do it from England, I'll just do a solo. Yeah, you will. Love that. Damn straight. Uh, but like, I do have, this is my tentative plan. So, okay. So like my birthday is on June 1st, like next Tuesday. Glad you mentioned it because I was about to. <laughs> so like my birthday is coming up um, and I, I have like this gap of like four days between my last day at work and when I get on the plane and go to England. Right. And it's probably, I should probably be like packing and, 
getting things ready because I'm about to go to a wedding. Four no, days. but I need to like go. I need to go buy like forty uh, minutes. I need to go buy clothes uh, for this oh. wedding I'm going to, and I, I, there's like stuff I need to do. Okay. But but I think what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to buy <laughs> the stuff you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to buy Horizon Forbidden West and Ooh. play that for like three days straight. You should, because uh, I think that's how I can play video games now. I have to do like what I did with Elden Ring and just like, yeah. like take a, a like section off. Like three days and just be like a total pile of garbage for like it's three not days. A pile of garbage if you've earned it, you know. I, it's like, but it's have like I earned a, it? It's like eating a milkshake on top of a mountain. You're like, I'm such a piece of shit. It's like you, know, you just climbed a fucking mountain. Like, be yeah. give yourself a break. All right, uh, I think it's time for a fictional fun fact. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, is, I think is so. It, is it mine? It's yours. All right, cool, 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 cool. Okay, this is a really cool one. I like this a lot. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings trilogy, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King, has a total word count of 481,103 words. 481? Okay, so like half a million. Okay, so to put that in perspective, A Storm of Swords, book three in A Song of Ice and Fire, just that book has 424,000 words. Wow. (laughs) So like, and I'm pretty sure... There's Sanderson books that are longer than that. Oh, for um, sure. Like, let's check it out. Hang on. Uh, so the word count for Rhythm of War is 460,000 words. So, you know, obviously Lord of the Rings is still a little bit longer, but that is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> like, there are books out there that are almost as long in total as the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wow. And yet those five, that those paltry half a million words have brought up brought about more like thought and focus right. and like side things and attention than it's so interesting yeah i wonder what it is just his ability to pack interesting content into sh- so few words i don't know i mean like a lot i mean i've read lord of the rings books like four times and Same. i mean there's a lot of describing yeah like a gully between two hills i literally you know? skip I mean, elrond's council every time don't do that (laughs) i hate that chapter there's so much cool like one of my favorite parts in the entire trilogy is during the council of elrond when i can't remember who asks it uh somebody asks like why don't we just take the ring and just put it in the ocean throw in the ocean right and it's like maybe but also no and then gandalf kind of like explains why you know he's just like he's like first of all the ring has its own influence and something from the ocean would just pick it bring it back right um there's there's some some sort of mechanism that this ring works under where it was just its will upon the fishes exactly (laughs) upon the fishes (laughs) but also the other really good point and i and i really like this point a lot uh it's one of the reasons i like this chapter so much is because this point is made is that it's not a problem that they should be pushing off to further generations like they have the capacity to take care of it now, so let's do it now, you know. And it's just, you know, you can apply that to all sorts of different things. Uh, and I just, I just really like that part. So yeah, don't don't discount Council of Elrond, Chad. That's yeah, yeah. But there's like four, <laughs> there's like multiple multi-page really sections <laughs> of like Elvish song. It's just Ooh. like I don't even know this language. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> But yeah, it's kind of funny because if you grab a copy of Return of the King right now, it's deceptively short. Like it, 
it looks like the longest in the trilogy. I'm pretty sure Fellowship is the longest in the trilogy, actually. I, think I could so, be yeah. wrong. It's like 200 um, pages before they even leave the Shire. But uh, in Return of the King, like a good third of like the girth of that book is the appendices. Oh, wow. Like you're kind of done with that book, and there's still quite a, like a lot, big chunk. You know, good on him for making good appendices. Uh, now that I'm, you know, writing summaries and stuff of the books that I read, it is so helpful when authors do that. They write summaries or dramatis personae, like give me something, a map. You know what I think they should start doing more in fantasy books, or in especially, obviously, um, you can only really do this with series, but uh, in the sequels, they should have like kind of what James Islington did with, um, with the what the fuck was it called <laughs> the Lycanius trilogy? Oh, the Lycanius, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he had like this whole like four pages of oh, just lots okay, of this like, is everything that happened. It was like more than four, and sometimes I learn things that I didn't even <laughs> <laughs> learn in the first. Book. Like, oh I'm sure that yeah, I okay, that's how. But that summarized, it was like yeah. oh, it was finally clear to me. I know that helped us summarize it for oh, the podcast so much. So much. <laughs> I actually so like much. pay attention. Yeah, and the last book wasn't on the uh, Lycanius wiki. So if you forgot anything, you were such a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for us today, everybody. We had a nice, short, and sweet one. I don't know how short that was. It's probably pretty long, actually. But uh, yeah, I got to get some editing done. I got to get some reading done because I wasted a bunch of time today. I got to read some too. Yeah. Uh, I do want to, uh, before we wrap up here, give out the announcement that. The wonderful, talented, best-selling author, Catherine Arden, has agreed to join us on the podcast. Um, So we'll be interviewing her this week, and that uh, episode will be coming out some point either later this week or early next week. And also, uh, I will be having Travis Baldry, author of Legends and Lattes, on the podcast. Uh, We'll be recording that episode on Tuesday. That should be out later this week or next week as well. That's some nice. uh, Got some guests coming on yeah, we here. Got some guests. If you want us to ask any questions of these uh, of our guests, please email us at book.reviews.kill at gmail.com and we will a- ask your question. We will find you an answer. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please go to the link to our Patreon in the description for this episode. We have a bunch of deleted scenes on that website and uh, your donations, subscription, whatever that is, helps us out a ton. There's also a link to the Discord in the description as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, come hang out with all of us in there. Some really awesome conversations happening. Dang straight there is. Also, if you're trying to hop aboard the audiobook train, there is a link to a 30-day premium Audible subscription with two free credits in the description beneath this episode. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening and hanging out with us on your morning commute or if you're just staying at home. Either way, happy reading, folks. Have a great Monday. Bye, everybody.